Volatility is one thing that is certain about markets and is part of every person's investment journey. While market swings can be uncomfortable, they should not distract investors from their long-term goals. Risk-averse investors can be tempted to act quickly, but fear often leads to bad investment decisions. Therefore, investors should not fear but plan for this volatility instead. Joining us to discuss this and other market developments is Adrian Pask, Chief Investment Officer at PSG Wealth. Hi, Adrian. Investment managers often say that volatility is inevitable, but can you provide some context behind it? What is actually the cause of the current volatility we're seeing in the market? Hi, Kieran, and, and thanks again for having me. Um, yeah, I think it's it's definitely a case of saying volatility to a certain extent is is inevitable, especially if you're focusing on, on long-term investment. So, you know, if you look at the different asset classes, for example, there's not many of them that will be able to give you a real return uh, positive returns so something that's in excess of inflation over the long term without assuming some level of risk. And with that risk, it's easily seen through volatility. So that's generally how our risk presents itself. Um, so that makes investing over the long term from time to time a bit of an uncomfortable exercise because you need to, to be with that volatile periods, uh, there's no no way to, to get around that. So that really uh, begs the question as to um, what are realistic expectations in terms of volatility and how you how you should deal with that. So preparation is a is a key key component in, in that conversation in terms of how you should interpret your your plan in relation to your asset allocation and the volatility that would come with that. More recently, if you look at the last last few months in particular, um, things have been increasingly volatile. So we've seen things around uh, the, the Chinese regulations taking place. The biggest stocks on our local exchange, Nasdaq and Price, has been heavily affected through that through the exposure in ten cent. For, shortly following that, um, you know, obviously more attention on these uh, variable interest entities and some concerns around how the mechanics of that work and whether investors are, are probably exposed to more risk than what is generally perceived out there. And then to add the cherry on top on, of the of the Chinese story was the, the Evergrande Group, where they announced a potential default on some of its debt. So that's been a, a great source of, of volatility from China and, and into the emerging markets, in particular South Africa. Um, and then we also saw the ECB come out with more hawkish comments around um, tapering off higher interest rates. The Fed has done the same. We've seen a hurricane season uh, in the U.S. and the Gulf of Mexico really have an impact on oil prices as well. OPEC came out with their production policy to, to say that they, they will continue to, to constrain the, the supply side a little bit. And then, you know, in terms of a, the bigger picture, you know, if you look globally, civil unrest and protests have also flared up quite significantly. So, you know, you're dealing with a very a, a frustrated civil society at the moment. So all these things obviously impact supply chains and sentiment. You know, so there's a lot of volatility at, around at the moment, for sure. Do you think that volatility is going to be part of the market's for the time being and going forward, or is there some end in sight here? 
No, I think it's just one of those natural characteristics that you that you need to accept. Um, it's it's more a case of how you how you manage it. So I, I can't see volatility um, disappearing. Um, it's one of those things that might be more elevated at some periods in time and, and maybe lesser so at other periods in time. But you know, at the same time, if you're going through a period of less volatility, it also means that the next volatile spell is also just around the corner. Just looking to the broader market trends that we are observing at the moment, what concerns have you got regarding the broader economic environment that we're in and future sources of volatility? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean, the, the things that worry us most would be interlinked um, topics of, of, of discussion and research. So first and foremost, US valuations are, are a concern for us. So some of the the, the index heavy counters in the S&P 500 re- remains a concern. Um, essentially, uh, valuations are now so high that we think it's highly unlikely that we'll see further multiple expansion. Um, if anything, um, the earnings will, will grow into the valuation. So I think we might be um, heading towards a, a more dormant period in, in, in U.S. counters. There's always exceptions on, on indices, but, but generally speaking from an S&P level, S&P 500 level, we don't think that there um, is significant upside. And and with that, uh, long duration stocks. So these are exactly the ones that typically price in quite a lot of growth going forward. So the stocks that, that don't really see any um, constraints in terms of growth taking place in the US or elsewhere, they are seen to um, defy gravity. They operate in their own ecosystem where they just can continue growing by, you know, the, the pace of growth that we've we've seen more recently. I mean, something like Facebook coming out with, with 100% increase in earnings, for example. So, I mean, if you're going to extrapolate that type of pace going forward, then you might run into a problem. And then... Of course, interest rates and inflation has been a hot topic now for a prolonged period of time. Um, we know if we see inflation pick up, interest rates will, will have to, to normalize. The tapering discussion that will precede any interest rate hikes um, already uh, part of the debate. I mentioned what the ECB is, is saying at the moment. The Fed is saying similar things around the tapering, and it seems to be happening a lot sooner than, than what was generally anticipated. So these are all things that will set growth back, at, at least in terms of the pace at which it's taking place. And and if interest rates go up, those long-duration stocks are essentially discounted with higher discount rates. So essentially, you know, an analyst will need to adjust their models um, and it will show that, that these stocks are maybe not worth what they're currently pricing for, which is pricing in quite a lot of, um, quite a lot of optimistic outlook. So, you know, in a nutshell, U.S. valuations, long duration stocks, interest rates, um, and tapering. Okay, assuming that volatility is going to be around for a while, what can investors do to get a sense of control over their investments, regardless of what's happening in the markets? From an investment perspective, there's, uh, there's, there's always diversification. So making sure that you've got a decent spread of exposure to various equity counters, asset classes, if that fits your profile, regions, etc. So, so really making sure you've got a, a very wide spread so that you're not caught by anything specific on a stock-specific level or a regional level, etc. But I think mindset is also often a, a often a overlooked area. So if your expectation is to have a certain level of volatility, which is maybe mistaken, 
then should that volatility come through at elevated levels, I think it increases your chances of making mistakes significantly. Um, because people typically then try to react and fix something where if you to an extent can make peace with the nature of the asset class that you're investing in. So equities are volatile by nature um, and you understand the characteristics of, of, of the beast, then you can say, well, equities in general would experience a 10 to 15% drop at least once or twice per annum. And, and that's going to be part of my journey and I need to accept that. And over a five-year period, I might see a pullback of roughly 40% or more um, and once and potentially even twice. Um, and I, I will have to see that through. And how will I react in that situation? Am I going to take everything to cash, which is typically the mistake that's often made in that environment? Or, or will I use it as opportunity to to actually buy in and increase my exposure? So I think it puts you on the front foot if you have that mindset right and you've done your preparation and you've got real, realistic expectations. Then you have to do less on the diversification side, actually, because you're well prepared. Where If you're not well prepared, the diversification will help you. But at the same time, I don't think it addresses the full full extent of the problem. So. For, for me, you can hear, uh, I think that the mindset and reasonable expectations, preparations, really the three key words in terms of understanding volatility and how you how you deal with that in your portfolio. All right, we're going to leave it there. That was Adrian Pask, Chief Investment Officer at PSG Wealth.